It is the 29th of January of 2023. It is uh, session three of the call of New Year's slash Valentine's Day. And uh, man, scheduling as an adult is just the absolute worst, isn't it? Yep. Uh, in good news, though, the uh, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's something that we should all celebrate. <laughs> Who's the other team? Uh, I think it's still going. Not the Niners. Not the oh, Niners. They yeah. were playing KC, right? It's KC and the Bengals. Cool. Just the worst at adulting and rank games. <laughs> also, bookkeeping. Sanity damage is going to go up, so we're going to be doing eighty-six and a D eight to people as we. Uh, we frustrate them because, you know, shit is happening. Camera opened shortly after it has finished, where uh, I guess other bookkeeping things beforehand. Uh, it has been a minute since we were recording, so apologize to listeners for not being able to get right back into the emotional stage of a crotchety old man yelling at a family member and a, you know, aggressive and demeaning fashion. So I'm going to kind of fast track that around a little bit. Um, our camera opens on the scene we last left where Edith and the Commodore were arguing. Books were being thrown. Voices were being raised and we could call them threats, but they were definitely insults were being hurled. As that comes to an end, and Edith is about to leave. What are the last words you say to the Commodore as you leave the study? Mm, with a defiant look, she'll look into his uh, eyes and she'll say, uh, I'll pray for you. It's about all I can do. And she'll turn to leave the study. He doesn't say anything, but his eyes just give you that same look staring right at you going to the dining room where Emmanuel Cecil uh, Cecil's mother Dorothy and the reverend are all sitting around the remains of dinner where dessert has been served coffee served drinks have long since been gotten into um do the four of you have anything to say before Dorothy asks to be escorted to the bedroom. I don't know if Emmanuel or Cecil have anything they want to say to each other. Emmanuel! Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Cecil would, uh, as his mother's being taken to bed, he would say uh, somewhat listlessly, good night, mother. Like a neutral type of tone. Yes, good. Um, well, whatever it is. Wouldn't say this night has been good, but at least some parts of it have been fulfilling. I can only imagine that Emmanuel has wanted to punch the Commodore for quite some time. Indeed. You know, sometimes Christmas dreams do come true. Only if you're a good boy or girl. Apparently, Emmanuel has been an angel. Something like that. Uh, so Dorothy gets up and leaves leaving the reverend there with the two of you. Uh, 
feeling a little awkward, he will also begin to to get up and just ask Cecil, um, excuse me, man, which way to the the restrooms? It's, um, it's down the hall. Sorry. Down the hall to the left. Of course. Thank, thank you. Ah, now I remember they, when, I, when I came in that he gets up and he starts to head out. As he is heading out, he steps to the side of the door as Michael makes himself known. And he looks over towards his brother with just a, a bit of a look. And then steps to the side to let the reverend go by. Stands there for a minute and looks to... Emmanuel says the the weather seems to have taken a turn for the worse. It's uh, it's starting to snow out there, so looks like we will get at least a white Christmas this year. Yes, how wonderful that we have to stay trapped here and another evening. Well, so much for the hunting tomorrow. That was my thoughts as well, and he just kind of gives you a look. He has that look of you, I don't know, how close would you say you guys have been growing up until your adult years or even into your adult years? Growing up, I th- I would say that Emmanuel and Michael were thick as thieves until around the time of um, especially after their father's passing, they were especially close and then they slowly grew apart once they reached the age of majority. Emmanuel went to the military. Michael did not. He he went to school and then they just kind of fell out of contact after that. Starting up their own families, all of that good good shit. Right. You know, of 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 everybody in the family, Michael is definitely not hated. He's actually loved. It is a Christmas miracle. Uh, he definitely gives you the look to he wants a word in private and will begin to walk back down the hallway uh, away from this, this dining room. Emmanuel will push back from the table again. He takes his fork and he stabs down into the dessert, takes a single bite. And I was right to skip it. Well, I'll leave you to Whatever it is you do around here, Cecil. Goodbye. And he will leave. Cecil looks at the top of his upside-down cake. Little maraschino cherries inside wheels of pineapple. And he's using the upside-down part of his... He has his spoon upside-down and is kind of poking at the pineapple. Removing it from the brown sugar crust. Slowly separating it. Tediously. Focusing on his task. As he looks... He barely moves his head toward his uh, his nephew. Uh huh. Pops loose the pineapple fully, successfully extricating it from the top of the cake. How poetic and artsy. Michael is shortly down the hallway, just enough to be around the corner and standing there waiting for you, Emmanuel. Uh, as you catch up, he walks with you back towards where you were earlier this evening, admiring your hunting rifle that stays here at the lodge. Not the lodge at the house. The manor, yes. 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 Uh, he pours you a drink out of the the stock that is here. Emmanuel will gladly take it, yeah. and he will wait until Michael pours his own, and he'll toast again. Yeah, they will toast. Uh, 
So, what do you make of this? Oh, the the will. Something has him terrified of mortality. And he's trying to buy absolution. That is what I think. He takes a drink from his glass. Kind of purses slips a little bit. I was worried that it might have been... Uh... And he looks towards the door where you guys came in, where you had left the Cecil behind. I had worried that it might have been his his new wife. Convincing him to write everyone else out. Keep it all for herself. Manuel shakes his head. No, I think even he recognized what a, a drain on the family that they both are. But having made the mistake, he had to take responsibility for it. But now at the eve of his death, well, metaphorically speaking, he uh, feels that he no longer has to adhere to those rituals of responsibility. He begins to pace around the room a little conspiratorially. Do you think we could have this new will thrown out if he were to be found insolvent? Well, you you know that the will hasn't been changed yet, yes? He said that he was going to meet with a solicitor on uh, after the holiday. Yes, that's uh, that may be true, but if his mental state were be in question when this new changes were made, then surely, at least on some level, there could be adjudication. Well, of course. I mean, you are you are of the medical mind. Mine is of business and and uh, strategy, the military. But if if any will says I state your name of sound mind and body, and if his mind is not sound, then the will is not valid. And clearly he's gone insane. We all saw it in there. Is Emmanuel insinuating that he thinks that the Commodore has actually gone insane or that he is contributing to the conspiracy? He's contributing to the, to the conspiracy. Okay. Uh, that he, he will give you a similar smile of, I believe I have some colleagues that uh, are experts in their fields that I could contact. Yes, well, I have some friends in France who would love to take an invalid old man so we may enjoy his final days in the French Riviera. France is beautiful this time of year. So I am told. Caroline spoke of it often. He shares a pained expression with you as you are divorced in your, air quotes, youth or perhaps best years, and he is dealing with a similar situation with the woman that he probably wishes he could be free of. Yeah, he'll he'll share that nod and share that lift of the drink and take that slug back. He understands. Leave the two of you there for a moment to conspire. We head out to the barn where Claudia and Wesley are talking about crazy plans of stealing away into the night and living their lives with a few valuables that have found their way loose from the manor. The animals have been prepared for the cold weather that's coming in this night. You can see that the snow is coming down pretty heavily outside, but 
they should all be warm with their blankets and extra bedding. Claudia, do you have anything you wish to say to your beloved? Well, he did a, a, a good job kind of talking me down earlier. I was just a mess. And, you know, as, as it heated up in the barn just from working and the animals and stuff, it's just... It smells so nicely in here. It's just like a homey smell. I've always been most comfortable here in the barn with the animals. And I just kind of find myself just giving him just that look, you know. And when he catches me, just kind of staring a little bit. I just... And just tell him, Wes, like, I I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. He hits you with a lot of, like, similar platitudes and just cute, just saying all of the right things. And uh, do the two of you stay here and just be absolutely sickly sweet and gross? Or is there anything else that the two of you want to do? In this little bit of time that you have. It's going to take you a while, obviously, to uh, get the animals all prepared. Mostly done that. But, you know, nobody's really looking for you. Your mom, your dad was with your mother. And everyone else was just angry. I don't want to be around any of them right now. I don't even want to go back in that house. I can't believe that that this is what my 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 grandfather with the Commodore, the pop, grandpapa, like what he wants. He could just let me live in squalor like that after all the promises, you know? So I kind of, I want to leave and I want to, I want to nail down when me and Wesley can, uh, can get out of here and we can take our horses and just kind of go hide you guys begin to plot and plan taking much longer than normal than what it would normally take to prepare the horses and the other animals um after a little while of doing that uh, you can can you roll me a spot hidden real quick and uh let me know what you got because what do you mean you know can see that's that's a big fail Every single thing says I'm a failure. Uh, in one part, because I'm currently in the bedroom, so I'm away from the computer and on my phone, so it's a little hard. Uh, everything rolled a, a 9130, a 4115, and a 95.6. There's there's nothing here. Cool. It's it's 61 luck to make this would succeed. Gross. Uh, the second part of that is because, uh, well, that that's a production meeting thing about dice rolls and editing going forward, but that's a it's a way down the line thing. Uh, cool. So you and Wesley do not see the snow getting heavier and everything else that is sort of going on that you don't see. Just nothing to worry about. Um, cutting back inside, Cecil, uh, how long are you going to sit here by yourself? I'm sorry, how am I going to sit here by myself? Yeah, how long are you going to sit here by yourself? Oh, how, I'm sorry, how long? Uh well, probably about fifteen or twenty minutes. Okay. After successfully removing a second pineapple, pineapple slice, and uh, yeah, 
he is where is his is his grandfather his grandfather's in bed, right, I believe. Or father. Left, Sorry. You had left him in his study, come back in here, and that was after he had gotten punched in the face and then by Emmanuel, and then after getting in a, a verbal fight with you. Let's see. So, does this house I'm thinking of this house in a very clue kind of way is there like a conservatory or he's in the study was the study the same as the library or was it different I think it was different I think the study is more of his like this is where he does his business and ledgers and all of that kind of stuff where the library is for reading it's for a large collection of books maps probably more often not just smoking Okay, so what he's going to do is going to walk not kind of loudly, enough to make noise, as in, you know, specifically, without being obvious as he is hell about it, and walk past the study and kind of glance in there and see if uh see what his dad is doing. Uh, give me how many two rolls for me? I need a luck roll. Okay. Okay, where is luck? You said luck? Where is it on here? Uh, I think it's up in the, the upper left. Ah. Got it. I don't, I don't think I did well. <laughs> you did not do well. You rolled a, a 76 for sheer 45 luck. Ah, ergo no. Okay. Uh, as you are walking down to head back towards the study, the lights will begin to flicker and brown. And then they will go out. And Edith and Emmanuel in the house and all the NPCs too, of course, will notice that the lights in the manor go out. <sighs> this old house. So many things to like, but something is a little out of date. Well, a lot of things are out of date. And outside the house. Is there a fuse box or breaker box? Or I, I don't know my 1920s electrical, <laughs> electrical engineering. I think it's a fuse box. There, there is some uh, something mechanically that you can get to to attempt to repair this. Sure, he would go to the nearest storeroom where there were some fuses. Sure. <sighs> See if I uh, my time spent around uh, old Joe here might be of some help to me. He'll go in search of some fuses. Sure. I mean, I imagine that stuff is being held in the same place that you would find the fuse boxes and stuff like that. They would keep all that stuff together. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to keep fuses by the fuse box if one if one were organized. That's where I would keep them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you get some fuses and stuff. All right. He'll go to the fuse. He'll go to the fuse box, pop it open, and uh, attempt to look at it, discern which fuse uh, is uh, has failed, if any, and then replace that fuse. You have any points in electrical repair, heavy machinery, anything like that? Uh, I mean, I have ten, which I think you are. You are as a character born with, right? So here we go, buddy. Go team. Go team. Go. I don't feel like I did well. I mean, you almost did it. You got a 32 over 10. There you go. <laughs> the The first question I have is, how are you seeing all of this stuff? Because you certainly don't have a cell phone to light your way. That's true. Good point. Uh, let's see. It's pitch black. Well, uh, one would hopefully find a, fl- a flashlight in uh, 
in the miscellaneous drawer of the kitchen. So he would probably have gone to the kitchen first. Okay. And th- mean, you know, fumbled his way in there in, a, in an attempt to find a torch. You you live here, so it is easy enough for you to do so. Just so that we have the imagery of you looking at all these fuses with a flashlight and replacement fuses in your hand. Yeah. If if it matters to the level of detail, he would follow the right hand wall from the hall that he was in towards the kitchen in an attempt to find said miscellany drawer. No, it, it's not that important. It's not that important. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen when the lights go out. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, the minotaur erupts from the maze. And yeah. Takes you out. It's the damnedest thing. Um, uh, looking at the fuse boxes here, none of the fuses are missing, broken, tripped, anything that would indicate to you that they need replaced. But as you look around, trying to figure this out, uh, it is cold, getting colder. And perhaps there was a window that you can look at nearby and you can see that the snow is coming down quite heavily. Ah, search me. Why are the lights out? Is the house heated by electricity or some other means, like fireplaces? Major rooms would have fireplaces. Most of them would probably have fires going for now. Like, they would be set up and would have been burning to get the house nice and warm for everybody. But, like, the library, for example, if he's not going to be in there doing stuff, it would probably would not have lit a fire in there. Today, with everybody arriving, fires were in most fireplaces. Hey. He, uh, Cecil is going to go to the nearest room that would have liquor in it, like, like, like a bottle of actual whiskey, should it exist in this establishment. Although I think, yeah, granddad, yeah, dad drinks. He drinks. So, uh, yeah. I, I will give that to you as to what room you think that would be. I think it would probably be. Uh, well, being prohibition wouldn't be like the parlor. I want to go with kitchen, the larder off the side of the kitchen, kind of in a uh, a back area, back crate, kind of halfway hidden out of sight, especially for a hard liquor. Sure. He I, he probably would also know about his father's study bottle, but he doesn't feel like going in there right now. That's fair. Um. Cool. On your way back to. Uh, on your way back to the kitchen to get this bottle, uh, you will see another flashlight beam go down another hallway and quickly turn another direction. Um, and then you'll be able to get your, your liquor bottle. Like You know where it is. You know where the stash is. Um, are you doing anything crazy with it from there, or are you just... We're going to go to the nearest fireplace, which may very well be the uh, the parlor. Uh, uh, and then we'll... the closest one to that, just because it's like... It was right. So what is? I think oh, the, the dining room. room. Well, the study would be. The kitchen's going to have fire because you cook there, right? The, right. Uh, the study is probably the next closest place because there was like the dining room, and then the study was nearby because in quick succession, Emmanuel went in there and punched him in the face, and then you went in there and visited him, and then uh, Edith went in there, and then time passed. Um. So it's nearby, but there's fireplaces in most major rooms of this this house. Okay, he's going to go to the, the therefore second closest source of fire because he does not wish to hang out with his father, who's uh, being a right shit, and uh, he will he will probably go to the library, which may very well have a shared fireplace with the study, because they'd be close to each other in my mind's eye. Uh, and he will hole up. 
with a good book on, uh, let's see, history. Good history book, you know. Rise and Fall of the British Empire. Sounds like a good tome. And he will uh, curl up with said book and said liquor bottle. No glass needed. Dripping straight from it. And uh, reading his book by flashlight. Wonderful. Uh, we will cut over to Edith, who is traversing the house. As you are doing so, passing by some of the other, uh, passing through by some of the other doorways, the lights go out. Hmm. I was making my way back to the room with the Christmas tree. Uh huh. Um. Which there would have been a fireplace and stuff in there. Can I see that glow, or am I not near it? Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. Let's find out. There's a roll for that. It is in. Is the character sheet open so tiny? Uh, no, it appears that you cannot see it with a, a 96 over 50. Is there a, a kind of putting my hands out? Is there a, a door near me? Yeah, you were going down a hallway. There's doors on different sides of it. Uh, open the closest door to me. Sure. Uh, Wherever that may be. Opening a door. You're going to get a little bit of light. A small fire is here in a, uh, not a grand fireplace. This is a smaller one. Uh, it looks like the light that it's giving off might be a bedroom. Oh, is anybody in it? You don't see anybody in it with that horribly failed roll. Okay, then uh, Edith's going to walk into that room. Uh-huh. She'll leave the door open, but she's going to grab a blanket off the bed and sit by the fireplace so she doesn't get too cold. Uh, when you go to pull this blanket off the bed, there is a screech as Deirdre yells because someone has disturbed her while she is sleeping. Uh, and she begins to scream hysterically. Uh-oh. Uh, put the blanket back on and try to calm her? Uh, yeah. Give me a roll to calm a essentially stranger who is uh, not mentally well. Uh, first aid, charm, persuade. Whatever you think is the most appropriate. I'm happy to have whatever you want. First aid. Sure. Just give her a little bit <sighs> of poppy or something. Worst prayer to God. You got to have like a 60 in that. I do. It. No, I have a 40 in scripture recall. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I can't. I have percent yeah. Latin now. Yeah, it failed. Uh, an first 85 over failed. 50. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's... Nice. It's become a little bit of a, a struggle as you try to push this blanket on and she is screaming and yelling, and that's a dramatic time to cut to uh let's cut to Claudia and Wesley, who have now made some sort of plan for uh do you think it's one of like Wesley's cousins or something that lives in a couple of cities over or something to stay with? Like we're what do you think the plan of these two teenagers in love made? Yeah, first we have to um, we have to make it like a little far away because he's got a friend that lives in the woods and we can hide out there for a day or two because I'm not leaving 
without lightning. I'm not leaving without my horse. Uh So I need to make sure that he comes and uh, we'll stay there for a couple days. And supposedly his friend, or it might be his cousin. I'm not exactly, exactly sure. He's like older than us. He might have some contacts. So if we can get some like silver, then maybe we can have some, um, some starter upper money so we can travel and then get to where we want to go. We heard that um, this other town was like really nice and that there's sunshine a lot. It's always so rainy and crappy here. It is. And now it's snowy. Uh, Wesley does mention that he knows where the good silverware and stuff is kept in the kitchen that they use for uh, fancy important meals. So that's a good start. And the two of you, with this plan in mind, step out of the barn into some fairly deep snow to look upon a house in darkness. Well, I guess it's a good thing that we have our lantern. So I just kind of snuggle up, you know, under his arm um, and try and hide from the snow and the wind as we make our way back in towards the kitchen door. Um, coming in through the servant's entrance, there is not a whole lot that you guys can see because it is so dark. You got your lantern, so you can see some stuff, what you're looking at, but the house is mostly silent, and you don't run into anybody. Give me a a spot hidden roll. Went so well the last time. Oh, boy. Um, cool. <laughs> a big old natty 100. There's a gift. Um, I'm totally relying on Wesley at this point. Like, never thought of stealing anything in my whole life. Yeah. Um, do me a favor and just, I guess, just roll like a, a D6. Wow. Must be nice to roll a one. Please lose one sanity as this is creepy and spooky and scary. And you think you see stuff, but... When you turn the lantern, there's nothing there. I was hoping to be more creepy, but only one point of sanity. You begin to line your pockets with silverware. Probably skipping over some of the the tea service stuff, because that stuff is larger. Maybe when you guys find a backpack or a bag or something else to stash them in. But for now, forks, knives, spoons, that kind of deal. Cutting away from our two in-love thieves... Uh, back to Emmanuel and Michael. As the two of you are conspiring, the lights go out. Emmanuel will look up to the ceiling and sigh, finish his drink. Well, what's broken this time? The two of you do have some light in here as there's a little fireplace that's going. It's mostly burnt down just because it was lit earlier this evening and then, you know, mostly unattended as activities were elsewhere. Uh, Manuel was going to go throw another log on the fire. Not a bad idea. Michael will begin to rummage. Uh, he ends up pulling a lighter out of his pocket and lighting it. Is looking around the room with it. Before turning, he says, "Well, this is just, just the best holiday yet." Yes, it is uh, certainly one of the finest holidays of all time. He's opening drawers and stuff, looking for a light of some kind that is more more potent than his lighter. Uh, 
Anything you want to do in this moment before there's a blood-curdling scream? No, he's getting the log on. He's He's got a cast iron poker in his hand. He's he's poking the fire, trying to get the sparks up so it'll it'll catch quicker. Yeah. Easy peasy. You've been in the war. You've done this kind of thing. Yes, of course. More accurately, he's had enlisted men do that for him. Yeah, you've seen it done. It's basically the same thing. How hard could it be? Exactly. And after the two of you are at this for a few moments, everybody, Cecil, Claudia, Emmanuel, the NPCs, will hear a woman scream from elsewhere in the house. Michael will recognize that as Deirdre. Claudia will also recognize that as her mother. When I hear my mother scream, I just pull the silver out of my pockets and hand it you know, to Wesley, like just stick it to his chest. And I'm sure he can tell just by the look in my eyes, I'm running out of here now to check on my mother. And so you do, you begin to run. Uh, Cecil, what is your response? He drops his book and drops a bottle and the bottle slams on the ground and starts spilling liquor into the pages. <laughs> yeah. Grimms stands up, sits the bottle upright, takes a wobbly step. <sighs> The whiskey's hitting him harder a little bit as he's been indulging in it. Didn't think he had to do anything active. And he starts fumbling his way toward wherever the hell that sound came from. With his flashlight, I imagine. Yes. Cool. Uh, Emmanuel, Michael is leaving to go find where that came from. He knows where he left his wife, but who knows where she has wandered off to. Uh, as as Michael is leaving, Emmanuel will say, uh, I will be right behind you one moment. And he is going to take the hunting shotgun off of the mantle. And two shells go into the breach from the box that's also on the mantle place. And he will follow. Some time will pass as everybody moves about the house to try and get to uh, the hysterical Deirdre. And we'll arrive. Uh, I don't know. Just roll me. Roll me a AT ten, and lowest the highest will be the order in which you guys arrive. Cecil having a bad time being drunk with that ten. Yeah, he's uh, he's not, he's feeling it. <laughs> we're not we're not one hundred percent right now. So. Okay. so, why are you rolling? You're there. I mean, that just means she arrives first. <laughs> <laughs> I arrive first, as the dice predicted. I hey. wanted to roll. I want to play. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, so Edith has a three, uh, Claudia has a six, Cecil has a ten, and Emmanuel has a nine. Uh, Claudia, you arrive to see your mother on the bed, having a bit of a struggle with Edith in, who has a blanket that looks like she's trying to, I don't know, put on top of your mother. She's saying, I don't know, well, I'm going to step back and you to just decide uh, what is said. Oh, uh, when uh, she when Claudia walks in, she'll uh, hear Edith Ann. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were in here. No, no, no. You go back to sleep uh, here, and she's trying to tuck her back in with the blanket. 
so judgment call. She's clearly trying to help my mom. She gets very confused, uh, especially after the sun goes down. So I just kind of um, run into the side of the bed and drop to about eye level. Um, Mother, it's okay. I, are are you all right? Do you know where you are? Do you know? Do you know where I am? It's okay. She's trying to help. She's so sorry, and just kind of patting on her arm and doing the rub and the calm down. You want to roll something in this situation? Uh, you'll have a bonus die because this is something that you have sadly had to do with your mother many times. Charm, persuasion, first aid, uh, whatever you feel is appropriate. Uh, with a bonus die, so you can roll one more. One more what? A hundred dice, because it only oh, okay. a singular die for Claudia. Yeah, well, a 54 and a 56, that's just not having a lot of luck here tonight. Um, she is still fighting, but not like screaming hysterically. Um, your mom does not recognize Edith Ann at all doesn't know who she is uh, does recognize you does call you by name it's like uh, asking for what's, what's going on Claudia, Claudia what's, where's where's your father it's okay remember we were doing Christmas Edith is going to do a sit she's our cousin remember she's the church one that could not find a husband remember she's going off to church and I just like give her a look just and that hand wave just back off uh, and with that Edith uh, will back out of the room into the hallway down the hallway is Michael who pushes past you with his lighter supplying some light and between he and Claudia they begin to to calm Deirdre. Shortly behind him is Emmanuel carrying a rifle. Oh, he'll keep that at the low ready, his his booger hook off the bang switch. And he will stalk up upon Edith Ann. Well, what's this here? What's been happening? Why is she screaming? Well, the lights went out, and so I, I, I went into the room. It was. I was stuck in the hallway, and I I went into. Uh, right, he just barged into to this room, to, into her room, and in, in order to do what? Steal, steal well, her I, blanket? Is that what you said? No, not to steal her blanket. I went to stand by the fire, and I grabbed the blanket. I didn't know she was in there. I didn't see her, and it it, it startled her. And and so you just instead of leaving, gave her further reason to scream and shout and, and cause this ruckus. Is that, is that it? She's going to look at him and look at the gun in his hand. And look back at him. I went to seek warmth in this cold home since all the power's gone. I am sorry that it disturbed your guest. It was not my intention. Now, if you'll excuse me, when I Go find somewhere with warmth and a blanket until you figure out what's wrong with this house. And she's going to push past him. He is going to move to block her with his free hand. You are not going anywhere because you're just going to get into more trouble. As always, you will stay right here where we can keep an eye on you and you won't ruin anything else. Ruin anything? 
brought that damnable man here who has had the will changed and now and thrown everybody into a fur. Oh my god, you're going to blame me for what that old man decided to do? You think I I advised him on that? You think I had any input at all? Do you think he listens to me? Any word I say? Look I here. Have no idea. Don't. She'll put her Woman. finger up in his face. He's going to like give that that bug eyed. I'm about to explode at a enlisted man. Look. Don't you tell me you didn't have anything to do with this. All it would take is a word from you in that reverend's ear. That there was money to be had here and you could let him do all the talking because that's all they do. They talk all they do. They've got nothing but oozes of charm and their hands out. Their grubby little fingers looking for money for the Lord only goes into their pockets and their new cars and their watches. I spend my days on my knees scrubbing the floor of that Damn church. I do not sit and have tea with the reverend and discuss the finances of the church. What? what? Hey, hey, hey. And, and Cecil stumbles in the room, shaky hand on the flashlight. What the hell are you all about? Is everybody all right? Why do you have a rifle? See, you've raised your voice, and now this has come stumbling in. What is this? Cecil turns around. You're playing for everything? There's nothing even there. Never mind, Uncle. Are you drunk? Well, I'm alone in a house with a bunch of people who hate me almost slightly more than I hate them. Yes. <sighs> Filing Actually, into this is Wesley, Old Joe, and Geraldine from different angles as they just, you know, enter the the scene and take in the fighting from the main family members. Emmanuel oh. will tighten his hand on the stock of the rifle, but he's just he's he's got that like tense, almost hunching, like he's going to explode type of thing. Well, instead of standing here, can somebody fix the power? Yeah, I tried. So I went. I went to the fuse oh, box. He, he tried. Oh God. Well, what did you do? I didn't see you over here with 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 with, with fuses and home. wires. It's not my home. That's erudite point. Which is why you wouldn't mind seeing it fall into the hands of oh the church. Oh my sure. God, Emmanuel, I do not care. I am not in that will. I was never going to be in that will. And when that money goes to the church, guess what? I'm not going to get any of it either. <laughs> That's the We're two things. We're all in the same boat here. You guys just aren't used to this boat that I have been in. But now that you're with me, let me tell you, it isn't fun, and it isn't fair, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Cecil <laughs> will start laughing. It, it's it's uh, it's funny. We're not in the will, and we don't have and we don't have any power. And here I am without either the will or the power. I'm about to go find. I'm going to go. I'm going to go find my bottle. If it's all the same to my wonderful family. Or maybe I'll stumble and fix this damned house for you. That would be the first thing you've done for the family ever. You are a shit. He'll stumble out, not quite sure of whatever plan he's got, for chance to go uh, to to further inspect the fuse box and the power lines, what run from it, in a huff of anger and booze. Cool. Oh, I see. 
I see. You let him walk away, but I have to stand here under your watchful eye. Because anything he does is liable to get himself killed and would put a great smile on my face. She'll lean against the wall. Oh my God, didn't even want to be here. I just... Well, at least we have that in common. So I'm going to ask everybody to go ahead and roll a d6, unless they feel like they should roll a d8. For our sanity loss from everybody yelling at each other. And you guys can just go ahead and shout those out and roll to four. I rolled two. I rolled six. Because you guys make me crazy. It's a four. I rolled a four. Cool. A little bit of sanity now. Wonderful. Uh, Cecil, as you begin to go, your mother kind of grabs your arm for a minute just to, like, calm you a little bit. But, Cecil, I'm... Who the hell? Uh, uh, mother, mother, yeah, I thought. Grab his temple. I thought, I thought you were in bed. I was, and then the screaming and the yelling and the, the lights roll out. She's got a little candle on one of those little uh, things you wrap around your finger and you hold it on that. And then all of this. Yeah, well, family, right? You're so, you're you so can sweet, see that, mother. You can see that she's been crying. So, whatever that's oh. worth to you. Oh, Mom, I just, just go back to bed. Every, everyone's just in a mood, and you, you can probably guess as to why. I mean, I know, I know, he's given us so much, but he's just—he can be a real, real asshole. Speaking of your father, where is he? Everybody looks around, and the Commodore is not with you. Cecil in the hallway would probably say loud enough for everyone to hear. He's probably not. He's probably doing exactly what he's an expert at: not caring about anyone else. Well, why don't you go talk to him? Fine. His I have favored son, the one that's still alive. Well, that's me. He'll trudge off to the the study. Well, for, actually, first he would go to the library to retrieve his bottle of whiskey. Then he would go to the study. That, you know, it priorities, right? Yep. Cool. Uh, any of you guys want to do anything while Cecil heads off to the study? Or starting with the study, I guess. Um, Emmanuel's just kind of bristle some more, and then he will look at Edith Ann and say, well, if this house is going to be fixed, I'll need you to hold the light. Come on. Fine. She'll follow him. They're going to head off towards the fuse thing. Find some light, candle, lantern. If he's got to wrap a branch in cloth and make a torch, he will. Uh, You could probably find something with everybody assembled here and Everybody kind of having some form of light, candle, lighter, something. You you can find something small to uh, to light your way. Uh, Claudia, are you doing anything once your mom has settled back down when all of the noise and yelling out there has has quieted? Um, I'm going to stay close to her uh, in the room um, that 
you know, I, I think I imagine that our rooms that we normally stay in are connected here so that I can uh, assist with my mother. So I'm going to stay in my part of my connected room, um, just kind of making sure that all of my things are together. And I'm going to put on some extra layers underneath of my my skirts since it's so cold and I really want to get out of here. Right. Because it's so cold and not because you're planning on running away. Yes. And anything in my room that was, you know, special to me that is small enough that I can start doing a squirrel away in my luggage. I'm going to just kind of hide that, you know, little painting that my grandmother gave me that's on that one by one, you know, little frame. I'm going to hide that in my luggage. You can start uh, taking everything of value from this place. Yep, that's it. Cool. Uh, the NPCs will begin to mill about in various areas, uh, seeking their own warmth and their own heat and their own uh, solitude from the family that is uh, quickly becoming unraveled, it seems. Uh, I suppose then we will go to the main event where. Uh, time passing. Cecil, you will come into the study looking around in here with your flashlight. Go ahead and roll me a spot hidden just as like a general look-sees. All right. And then we'll get into the stuff that you can see that does not require a roll. Ooh. That is a 9 out of 25. Good job. Very nice. We got there, y'all. We did it. We did it. We We broke the curse. Broke the curse. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. It feels ominous. Uh, panning your flashlight around this room, the first thing you will notice is the bookshelves in here that are usually full of books have a large amount of them missing. That being curious, you begin to pan around. His desk is a mess. The fire that has been burning has gotten low. And then aiming either lower, you will see that there are books along the floor. And then you will see the cold, unblinking eyes of your father staring up at you from the ground as he looks up with you, mouth agape and dead. Cecil will say something he hasn't said in a long time. Jesus Christ. (sighs) He'll step back shakingly until he... uh, takes two, three, four steps back and then bumps up into the wall. One of the loose books tumbles off and bounces off a shoulder and splays itself open along the, the rug on the floor. He just screams out, ah! and, and, and tries to like fumble toward the, the, the walkway out, shoulder glancing off the side, and runs back towards uh, the, the impromptu family gathering down the hall. Nobody has gotten far from... The previous yelling and screaming and terror uh, until there is another yell and scream and terror. Uh, what do you what do you guys do? Manual will stop rifle at the ready. For the love of God, what is it this time? And he's just going to <laughs> turn as as Cecil stumbles up. Cecil grabs a, a fistful of hair. He, he pulls at it. Dad, Daddy's dead. He's 
he's in the study, he's dead. I saw him, he wasn't even moving, he wasn't blinking, he's dead. So the, the books were everywhere. Everything's everywhere, everything's ripped apart. Manuel is going to take like his free arm and just like strong arm him up against the wall. What did you say? He's going to like grab his arm, you know, reflexively. Dad's dead. He's dead in the, in the, in the library. I just came. I went to go find him. Like you told me to go do. And he's on the fucking ground. Manuel will let him drop, then grab him by the scruff of his neck and push him forward. Show me. <sighs> All right. Come on. And he will uh, walk as though his legs were made of lead back towards the library. The study. Manuel will stalk after him. He looks like he is hunting. Who all is going with them? Uh, I'm holding the candle that Emmanuel told me to carry. Yep, I'll so she's got to come along. Yep, I got to come along. I'm the candle cool. bearer. <laughs> Just like the Lord would want, you are bringing light to all that need it. <laughs> I have the door shut to the hallway. So I heard the holler, but I want to avoid Cecil because he was drunk. So I'm staying. Sure. Uh, you can stay with your mom. Uh, do you think your dad stays with you or do you think your dad goes? I think he would go. Sure. Uh, your dad is like, just, just stay here with your mother. I'll, I'll be right back. And uh, he moves to follow everybody else uh i think as the crowd disperses and as you close the door claudia i think wesley gives you a look and he heads off in a direction that is not towards the uh not towards the commotion but elsewhere in the house so he is to prepare for everything you had talked about following cecil Emmanuel, Edith, Michael, and I guess the Reverend will come with. Uh, you lead them back to the study, and everyone is shocked <laughs> to find out that uh, Cecil was telling the truth. That here, laying amongst a bunch of books that have been knocked to the floor, scattered open, pages, and everything else, uh, is the Commodore's body laying on the ground dead. Uh, Edith will do the sign of the cross and quietly start praying. The Reverend will will join you in that sign of the cross. Manuel is going to start looking around the body, kind of examining the body, trying to keep away from it, but squatting down like he's inspecting a kill. And then he looks up at Michael. What do you think? Uh... See, this is the problem not making character sheets for NPCs. Yeah. I did succeed on the first aid roll. So you did. Um, Looking over his body with a 22 versus uh, versus 30, um, you don't see any obvious wounds, no no stabs, no gunshots, no, uh, no bruises outside of the one that you delivered him earlier. But you can see around his neck, it looks as though there are, I think they're called litigation marks. Ligature marks? Ligature marks. I, I was close. Lit- litigation marks, what happens when he gets sued. Yes, indeed. Uh, 
you can see those marks around his neck as though he has been strangled. And Michael, being a, a doctor, will confirm your uh, your suspicion that at without doing a full autopsy investigation, that is what he would be inclined to believe the cause of death was. Well, it seems somebody strangled him to death. Hmm. Just gonna look look around the room. Seems there was a struggle, but nobody heard it. Is the body cold? Um. This is the problem with not going. Let me let me do a quick Google. <laughs> How long does a body take to cool? Behind the GM screen. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, I've heard it's like so many minutes it'll go down one degree. So. It takes so what's the displacement of this boat? <laughs> uh, displacement <laughs> is F U. Uh, it takes twelve hours for a human body to cool to the touch, and twenty-four hours to cool to the core. Um, so it's not that cold, like um, last hour or two. Like you don't have, you have 1920s equipment, right? Like you don't have a super. It's also accurate. pitch black in the house, so yeah, yeah it's pitch black <laughs> in the house. Angle. It's not exactly the uh, insulated to preserve heat, so the the house itself is kind of cool. Um, you know that he was seen a couple of hours ago, like at dinner time, but that was the last when time you punched that- him. When you punched him, when Cecil said that he got in a fight with him, um, right after you punched him. So I think to your knowledge, at the very least, Cecil was the last person with him because Edith went off somewhere else. Like, we as players know, she then went to talk to him. But uh, that was two weeks ago, and it wasn't much of a talk. There was a lot of yelling. Right. A lot of arguing. Uh, Okay. I, I think at that point, Emmanuel would round on Cecil, grab him by like the lapel of his shirt, and lift him up with one arm. What did you do? What have you done? What do you mean? What did I do? You were yeah. the last one to see him before this happened. Yeah, you're the one who hit him in the face. I went and got drunk in the library, and I got the alcohol in my breath to prove it. Hitting an old man in the face doesn't mean he gets strangled to death. Yeah, this well, was strangled. Neil was getting drunk in the library. Manuel will just let him drop. <sighs> Wonderful. So there's a murderer in our midst. <sighs> well, you're the one with the gun. You're the one who hit him. You're the one with the 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 the, the violent hobbies. Manuel will like look at him and lift the gun up a little bit. Cease talking if you know what's good for you. <sighs> so that's how it is, huh? Real good defense. Now is not the time for action, my brothers and sisters of Christ. Now is the time for sorrow and contemplation of a life that has been lost. And the fiery justice that will be wrought upon the perpetrator once once they have been found. Cecil sneers at him and turns away. Emmanuel will share in that sneer and go back to looking around the library, study, whatever the fuck room we're in. Doesn't matter, a man is dead here, it's now the morgue. 
It's the crime scene. It is his little private study. Edith will move toward the fireplace and try to get the fire going again. Sure. Uh, Edith living a life of presumably mostly servitude of other people, perhaps even the ones that are lighting uh, lighting Emmanuel's fires, it is pretty easy for you to to poke it and get it going. Try to just put some more wood in there and just kind of build it up. And then uh, when that's going, she'll turn back around and say, well, it's a bit more light if, you know, just to, I don't know, just more light. The light of the Lord. <laughs> Emmanuel will roll his eyes, but after a moment he will say, thank you. She'll nod and she'll go back and, and stand by the, the doorway, trying to stay out of the way. She doesn't want to incur, incur anyone's wrath. That's not good, because right there, there's a lot of wrath in there. <laughs> it's a surplus of wrath. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame you already had dinner, or else it could be the grapes of wrath. <laughs> well, that's because Edith drank all the wine. <laughs> because Cecil wouldn't share his liquor. Oh, man. Puns. Uh, yeah, no, do you guys have anything else? I'm trying to cut back to Claudia and her mother. Uh, Emmanuel's going to be investigating the crime scene. He's trying to recreate what happened based off of his knowledge of hunting and standing back while their artillery fired at his sig- in, the, in the signal corps. Clearly, he's an expert. He's an expert at supervising? Yes. Indeed. Commanding. Cool. Uh, I guess if those of you in the uh, in the study want to think about what kind of dice rolls you want to make, I will cut back to Claudia real quick. Uh, Claudia, you have gotten your your personal belongings and your items of value that you are interested in taking with you, all set up and ready to go. What is your next uh, little plan of action in here with your mother and your uh, valuables? Well, just as I was about to leave, as I was so, you know, confident that this is it, we're we're out of here right now, my mom still does need me and my I know my father will be lost. So I can't I I can't just go. Um I kind of pull up a a stool next to my mother in bed. Is she is she still awake or is she snoozed or is she in that dreamy almost there? She's in that almost there state as you uh, as you sit up next to her, she does open her eyes a little bit and looks at you with uh, loving eyes. Just Claudia. Just take her hand both of mine and I just want to look and see, is she, you know, lucid? Is she my mom that I remember? Um, she's probably more lucid than normal right now. She's had a, an exciting time, but, um, she does reach out her hand towards you just to you know, hold it a little bit. Mommy, can we can we talk just for a minute like we used to? Yeah, honey, of course. I would, you can talk to me about anything. 
I'm scared. What's there to be scared of? You're here with your family. Yeah, but sometimes they scare me. That scene at dinner and what Grandpapa said, that that really upset me. And I know I know you you and Daddy had worked so hard, but with all your care and I'm afraid I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nothing. I'm gonna be worse than nothing. Honey. You would never be nothing. You'd always be my little girl. What happens when we don't have money and I have to join the church? If that were to happen, you would still be my little girl. That doesn't change anything. But don't you remember when we talked about when when I was little and we, we talked about the when I got married one day and had babies of my own. And remember, we were going to have two little boys and a little girl, remember? And we were going to dress them up. Do you remember all the silly stories we made of things they did? He smiles. And then uh, she kind of holds her gaze on you for a, a few minutes. Not a few minutes, I'm sorry, a few moments. And it's just a Claudia. And she just smiles at you as though she has just realized you're here. Hi, Mommy. I'm thirsty. Okay, Mommy. And I just wipe my tears. My window is gone. Everything, all the adult conversation I just wanted to have with her is gone because she's gone. Let me get you a glass of water. And then just pat her on her hand. Stand up to go retrieve water. Easy enough for you to find. Uh, uh, So I just bring it back and set it next to her bed and kiss her on the forehead and ask her if she still needs me because it's dark or if I can go find a midnight snack. She sits up a little bit, drinks her water. It dribbles out the corner of her mouth a little bit before you take it back. And then she just smiles and says, you're always so good. I love you, mommy. Okay. You stay in here. I'm going to shut the door. And remember the lights are out, but I'll leave this lantern all the way over here. Don't touch it. If you need anything, open the door and yell for daddy, okay? She sips at her water again and gives you a nod like, okay. Nope, so I do just that and head downstairs. You heading anywhere in particular or are you looking for Wesley or are you? I want to walk walk near the study. I I thought I heard what I thought I heard, and it didn't seem like that could be right. Uh, As you head down that direction, um, you begin to hear part of the conversation that's ongoing there between everybody that's in there. Um, Which, what is that conversation about? Once I hear them talking, I want to stop and be a sneaky listen. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll your sneakiness. Oh, with a 
16 out of 40, you are very sneaky. Uh, those of you in the study, what's happening? Emmanuel was doing his uh, tracking thing. Oh, that's yeah. right. How do those dice rolls go? Um, that's that's a great question. I did not actually see what I wanted to do, so I guess I'll just do a spot hit. Sure, that's one hundred percent. Um, I did not succeed. You did not succeed. Uh, Edith or Cecil, do you also want to roll spot hiddens to look for stuff? Sure, I was going to give a uh, a bonus die, but then he uh, would have failed anyway from his brother helping. Uh oh. What oh. A fumble. Uh-oh. What are you gonna break now? Nope. I mean, I, th- I think I know the perfect thing for that. Uh, <laughs> Edith, a hard success. So twenty-three out of fifty. Cool. Uh, looking around the room, we'll start with Edith because she succeeded. Uh, you're gonna find body books, etc. Some of these books look as though they weren't. Um, they weren't they weren't knocked off of the uh, the bookcases or anything naturally like in the struggle they looked like they were put there after the fact to to further confuse the scene um, you will also notice I fucked up my head for a second uh, you will also notice where there is a safe behind a painting on a wall because there's always one there uh, that is a little creaked open uh, was not shut all the way um, as you are looking around the room and Emmanuel is looking around the room, Cecil in his looking will trip, fall, and land with his hands, uh, on, on your father. And as you struggle to get up, you touch him a couple of times, getting your fingerprints all over the body. Uh, no, 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 he'll like push off and he slips and see he touched him what he even intended to. Pushing away, skitters backwards for standing up, and and again pushing his back up against the library shelves. Um, Edith will look to Emmanuel and point to the painting. Emmanuel will, will turn his attention away from Cecil and towards Edith Ann, and then to the painting. The safe. It looks like somebody's tried to get into it. Does that look open? Emmanuel will use the barrel of the rifle to push the painting aside and look at the safe. Safe is there. Safe is closed. Uh, It's got a combination on it with one of those big uh, handles you would turn. Uh, Hard to say whether or not it is locked without messing with it and touching it. Well, I don't recognize this, and of course it's locked, and I don't know the combination. Hmm. Well, if the will's in there, then it's safe, and she'll look at the reverend. So I guess that's good for you then, right? The reverend is over helping Cecil stand again and trying to, you know, calm the poor boy that just manhandled his poor dead father. Um, Without the will being witnessed and uh, approved by a solicitor, uh, no, I don't believe that is good for the reverend. Michael will chime in as we don't know the state of the will, how signed it is or notarized or 
what its actual legal status is. If it's even written at this point, who knows? Yeah, but we all know what the Commodore's final wish was. And given the, the tragedy here, surely you'll honor it. The Reverend will speak up. Surely, that's it's what any good Christian would do. Emmanuel will look at the body. Look up. Do we, though? I'm not certain the old man was in his right mind. He had a fear in his eyes that I've never seen in the man before. Michael will add to the conversation of, and I've never known him to act with such irregularities and haste. Edith will look to, to Cecil as the only person that would perhaps stand for his father and his what we now know to be his dying wish. Manuel will look at Cecil and he'll bark a laugh and go back to looking at the safe. Uh, just, uh, I just I just don't even care. I just he'll 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 stumble around in a circle and look at everyone. I I just want to sleep this off, and I don't think any of us. I don't know. I think I regret saying some of the things I said. You know, I mean, it's like I'm feeling responsible for this somehow, but I'm not. The Reverend puts his hand like across your back on your shoulder. It's okay, my son. Confession will will unburden your soul. He's gonna slap down and like sit Indian style on the floor, looking in the direction of his dead father behind the uh, obscured behind his desk. That's the feet sticking out like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, he's like staring at that, like the one part he can see. That's how much he can take. Manuel's still looking at the safe and says, hmm, I wonder. He's going to take out his handkerchief, kind of wipe away at the uh, the numbers so he can see them. And then he's going to enter in his father's birth date. Before you do that, and as you go to wipe it away, the Reverend will be up. Emmanuel, are you not tampering with a crime scene? Interesting that you would say something like that, Reverend. I'm really looking out for you. I wouldn't want the authorities to have to worry about what has and has not been contaminated. My dear Reverend, if you haven't looked outside, the snow is thick. It's going to be days before any authorities get here, in which case we're going to have to let the body lie in state anyway. There's very little that the investigators are going to investigate that won't be contaminated or whatever it is you said. I think it's time we look in the safe regardless. If the picture was moved, clearly the killer, one, knew it was here, and two, wanted something inside. So let's see what's inside. Edith Anna will look to Cecil again. Cecil, do you do you know the combination? Uh, and presumably Cecil does not. Would your father have trusted you with this combination? <sighs> Hell no. Not, not that he would admit this. But I don't know. I mean, uh, try, try, try mom's, my mother's birthday. So I will ask, since Emmanuel was going to attempt the father's birthday, to roll uh, just your luck roll. And we'll see if you got lucky and that was the combination. Uh, Definitely not. Wow. Thanks, Grandpa. 
definitely not. Wow, look at you with a 98, a 95, and then a 55. Holy shit. Yeah. So that that is not the the winning numbers. Uh, if you want to try his wife's birthday. Uh, Cecil, since it was your idea, go ahead and roll your luck and see if you are... Uh... Mm, no, sorry. Hacking is, is it, hard, y'all. That is a 76... Uh, anybody else want to try their luck, literally or figuratively, or try something else to get in there? Edith will step up and uh, ask Emmanuel if she could try. Emmanuel will step aside and be my guest. What does she try? Uh, her grandmother's birthday, the Commodore's sister's birthday. Uh, give me a, a luck roll. I did. Oh, you did, Mars. It's a 68. Off of a 32. Oh. Yeah, no, sorry. That's that's not it. Well, it's clear none of us here know the combination. Or perhaps knew of its existence. Very well, strange. Russell hasn't tried his mother's, right? He did, and that was a failure. Oh, he did, and it was a failure. Well, she'll look at Emmanuel. Is there any dates of significance? Like, you know, when he started... His business? Hmm. Did he immigrate here? Like, I don't remember. I'm asking out of character. Did he immigrate here? Like, maybe the day he arrived in America? Uh, first time he, I don't know, made a million dollars? I don't know. Small family has been here for generations. Hmm. It's not her. It's not father's birthday. It's not sister's. It's not... You guys are welcome to try other things than randomly guessing if you want. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel's going to start searching the desk. There we go. Uh, I guess a spot hidden roll or an academics roll or finance roll or something along those lines to go through papers and look. Stuff. Look, you're you're asking us to make rolls, and I think the best any of us got is like a forty-five. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't build your characters. Mm. And you know what? Uh, if everybody is assisting on this, I'm happy to give uh, the PCs because there's enough NPCs here uh, a bonus dice on this. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll assist. Cool. I'll hold the dive on a 45. It's it's not gonna matter. <laughs> you can spend luck. Uh, I don't have that kind of luck to spend. If, wait, you you ha- if you have a plus one bonus, then you would have a 34 a versus a 45. That would be a success. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let me just. To see what uh, Cecil rules here. If he's rolling. Oh, there we go. Uh, so Cecil, with your with the assistance and getting a five versus a twenty five, which is a extreme success compared to the thirty four versus forty five of uh, Emmanuel. Uh, where do you find the combination in this place? As he's searching through the various drawers, he goes down to the bottom file. And as he, the bottom file drawer, and as he pulls it out, uh, one of the files doesn't, little file hangers doesn't come forward. And he, like, takes it, and he, it's like, like taped to the back, and he pops it off. And then on the back side of this is a tiny note taped into the back of that hanger with the comp, with, with a series of three numbers. And when you try those numbers, you are going to access. What, what were the three numbers of any, of any uh, imports, by the way? Uh, not that it would be a clue. 
Okay. You, you are welcome to choose what that three numbers would have been. If you three, don't have 14, 59. <laughs> His father always liked pie. And yet we, the night he died, he had turnover cake. Uh, cool. Um, is it though? Is it really? No. I was going to suggest that it was Emmanuel and Michael's father's birthday, but. Well, that's the first combination that Emmanuel tried, and you said no. Oh, I, I may have misheard you then. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, yeah. If the right. Commodore doesn't care about his own son like that, then yeah, it's going to be some random fucking numbers. Yeah, it's going to be something that uh, doesn't probably doesn't mean anything to you guys. Um. Cool. Cracking this bad boy open, you're going to find a lot of paperwork in here. Uh. Little a little satchel that has a uh, one of those accordion-like folders that have the wraparound elastic strap that you hold pa- important papers on. It's got all kinds of dividers in it. I don't know what those are called. Oh yeah, no, I I have one. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing that everybody has had at one point in their lives, and they just it never has like an actual name to it. Wrapper keeper. No, those have like cool designs on the outside. Very different thing. It's an expanding wallet with elastic. Sure. I don't know why a wallet is that big, but I'll take it. Um, cool. So there's one of those. You will also find a couple of billfolds that have cash in them. And you'll find a couple of like the things you would put diplomas in the like hard reinforced nice leather embossed uh document holders that have deeds and bonds and stocks and uh, a sizable amount of cash and money and bonds it it is basically the inheritance is right here uh claudia poking your head around the corner i can almost imagine you sticking it out scooby doo style uh, are more than welcome to witness as much of this as you like. Well, this kind of changes a lot. I can't believe it. this is my first real, real dead body immediately. And that's really, really gross and scaring me and upsetting me. And everybody's fighting. And they're talking about evidence. And does someone actually kill him? I want to sneak into my closest in-wall hidey hole. Okay. And I'm just going to stay watching from inside of my um, my little traveler area. Sure. Uh, when they open the safe, you will be able to see the nice reflection of the lights that they are carrying off of things that look valuable going to note that and keep an eye on that safe. Sure. Uh, what's everybody else up to with this, this small fortune and all kinds of paperwork? Manuel's looking through the paperwork. He's, he's seeing what's here, what, what the estate would cover. Uh, he has taken note of the money. He's put the money back in the safe. And as he goes through these these folds and he sees the bonds, so put the bonds back. He sees the stocks, so put the stocks back. 
but it's it's very clear he's just he's he's taking a, a mental note of everything here. Anybody else do anything while all of this is being revealed? Uh, holding the candle there so he can see, she'll say, "Well, is it in there? Have I found the will?" Uh, Cecil, you doing anything? Uh, did did he get a chance to grab those papers? That big expanding deal, or did Emmanuel go ahead and grab that? I imagine Emmanuel pushed you out of the way and grabbed that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I figured it kind of happened. Like he's so uh, yeah. Like uh, well, if he's sp- well, he may have that, but does he have a flashlight? He's got a Edith with a candle. Well, he's going to go on the other side of the desk or whatever hard surface he and uh, stand opposite his bullying nephew and uh, try to read this stuff, albeit upside down. Sure. Uh, looking over some of the stuff that comes out of this folding wallet, uh, you will see like a manila envelope that is addressed to the family lawyer. Pulling that open, you will see a document that starts off with I, Commodore, blah, 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 sound, mind, and body. You will see that this one is dated uh, a couple of days ago, on the 20th, we'll say. And flipping through it, you will see that it is all well and good except for the, uh, the lawyer's signature at the end. There is some other paperwork in here that is drafts of a will. There is the old will that has marked on it that this is a copy and the date that, of which that this copy was made. Um, stuff like that, like normal deed to the house, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What would the group of you like to do with this motive in your hand? Well, there's clearly a lot of there's clearly a lot here, and he'll put the files on the desk. Like he'll he'll sweep the desk clean to put everything on, put all the cards on the table, as it were. We have an unsigned, unnotarized will giving everything to the church. As grandfather is now passed, this will is unenforceable. Apologies, Reverend. He does not sound sorry. The Reverend is standing around the table with the group of you. Otherwise, there is the old will, which is everything that we we already know. Deed to the properties, the stocks, the bonds, cash. Everything for the be doled out to by to the remainder of the family by the remainder of the family. He's gonna look at the old will. Who is the executor of that will? What's the displacement of the boat? Uh, who's older, you or your brother? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, uh I would say that, uh, uh yeah, I want to roll for it. Right, whoever rolls higher is older. All right. What do we roll, 100? Yeah, it's just call it to the 100. All right. Emmanuel is the older brother. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel is listed as the family member that is the executor under the supervision of the family lawyer. Like if uh if Emmanuel's not able to do it, then it falls to falls to the lawyer. And what does the new will say? That the uh, church the executor? Uh lawyer and church. 
it doesn't specifically name Reverend Green, but it names a representative appointed by church such and such to uh, to handle it. You can assume that's Reverend Green. So, how does the old will dole everything out? Uh, reasonable and fairly, if uh, heavy hand is not the word. Um, Even-handed? Yeah, sort of even-handed. Like, there is a a sizable amount of wealth here. There are some debts and things that need to be cleared up just because he is in business, and in business you don't sit on idle money. You you move it, and you you have it doing things for you. You're lending, you're collecting. So there are responsibilities taken with the money that they have, like, to, to pay that shit off. Um... And then people are given a any amount of money that is proportional to their, I don't want to say importance in the family, but their importance in the family. Uh, including Edith, who does have a small amount of money that is being set aside for her. Uh, to With the notation, because all of these little notations have uh, commentary, we'll call it, from the Commodore, that she may, you know, make something of herself with this money. There is also uh, an amount set aside for your mostly ex-wife, for good or for ill for you. So Emmanuel will finish reading the will and look up. Well, it seems the only one who wouldn't have a motive to kill Grandfather here would be the Reverend, because... This will has taken everything from the church. There are amounts for all of us here. He looks at Edith. Even you. Surely not. He'll turn the will around the paper and push it forward in front of Edith. Shock on her face. This is a surprise to her. I, I, I didn't think he even liked me. I thought that's why he was... Shoving me off to the church? Why would he? Well, I mean, he changed his mind, didn't he? So he didn't really intend to give me anything. So When did he shove you off to the church? Shortly after I came here. He said I couldn't do anything. I, you know, wasn't going to send me to university. He, he said I had to have a life. And she'll point to the reverend. A life in the church as a nun, serving. Yes, 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 yes. But when? When? How long ago? Like, what? Six, seven months ago. And then he'll look over to Cecil. Cecil, uncle, whatever. His attitude has changed as of late, has it not? Would you say six or seven months ago he started to get even further aloof, removed from you and from your mother? Uh, his head in his hand. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess. Mm, he looks at Michael, gives him that knowing nod. What else happened six or seven months ago? Um, six or seven months ago? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think what, what, what something happened when I was in college? or It was <laughs> six or seven months ago would be early summer. It would be May slash June. Yeah. Clearly, Emmanuel sleuthing is 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 not 
translating well to the rest of the family, he shakes his head. Never mind. Never mind. <clears throat> the point being is that we all here have something to gain from Grandfather's death. For the church, if what is you are saying is, is true, I I would have no reason to to do this. He looks at the, the body and makes the sign of the cross again. Yes, yes, you are right. You would not. But everybody else here would. He looks back at the will. What of the help? Uh, Emmanuel the help. remembers that they are indeed people and, and should actually oh, see how they are affected. How, how nice of you to think of the help in that way. So they have stipulations in there dependent upon their uh, their hiring contracts, the, the amount of time that they work. There is a severance set up for them with letters of recommendation as a uh, as a separate separate document that is in here. Um, it's not like in a sealed envelope or anything. Like you can open them up and read through these uh, letters of recommendation based upon their time and service to the Commodore and stuff to be handed to uh, prospective further employers based upon. Uh, what they wish to do, like if they if the help wants to work for the wife and Cecil, they are welcome to. If they wish to go elsewhere, here are letters of recommendation from a influential person. Okay, all right. So the manual's back to looking at this will, looking at all the paperwork that's associated with it. He looks at the reverend. I'm going to lock this back in the safe. I suppose that we shall clean the body up. Move him somewhere, perhaps. You're going to move the body? Do you want to leave him lying here? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a crime scene. Should, is it, don't don't the, the police investigate? Yes, and what are the police going to find? This man has been strangled to death. His son's fingerprints are all over him. There is a closed and locked safe that we have now gotten into that shows that any one of us had the means and the motive to kill a family member. Uh, for me, the Reverend speaks up. Yes, of course, Reverend, yes. Except he, for you. You know, I didn't do it. I, I found him. I found him. And I mean, I, I was drinking. I was drinking. I was reading my book. I came to check on the screen. You know it wasn't me. Emmanuel, like, levels his gaze at Cecil. And there's this look in his eyes of almost glee when he says, No, Cecil, I don't. I only know that you found him. Just a, a pall comes over Cecil. The color seems to drain out of his face to the extent anyone can see it in the dark room. Manuel also has the rifle leaning against the desk next to his right hand. Michael takes up position next to Emmanuel, but not like directly behind him. Just, you know, off to the side, supporting. What, so you're with him too? I, there is evidence to support any number of conclusions that can be drawn here. It's just most of it lays at your feet. Oh, kiss my ass. You two are in league in this together. You probably did it yourselves. What a blame it on me. The uncle, he put it in the quotes, that you never wanted. Probably jealous of what I would get. Emmanuel looks back down at the will. 
kind of smirks, looks back up. No, I can safely say I wasn't jealous of that. I do take umbrage to you declaring me a murderer, a perpetrator of grand patricide. I would never do such a thing. I punched the man in the face. That's all I needed to do. Wouldn't strangle him with my bare hands. So what, you think it was me then? Say it. You're always on about how brave and tough you are. Make your accusation public. Point me. At, point the finger at me. That, that look of glee behind his eyes again as he says, No, Cecil. I don't think you did this. I think you lack the skills. I think you lack the strength. I think you lack the talent. You lack everything. What, the qualities you have? Quality, period. Cecil, you are so weak-willed, it would be impossible for you to kill All right, granted, investigator. Where does that lead you? He looks at Edith Ann, shakes his head. No. Looks back over his shoulder at Michael, shakes his head. You were with me. As you're looking around, roll me a spot hidden roll. Oh my god. I'll put my beer down. Coming back upstairs. I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> the sacrifices I make for this recording. Immediate 100. <laughs> uh, oh, no! <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> 18 off of 45. Hard success. With a hard success, you will notice Claudia is in the room hiding off to the side. What you do with that information is up to you. As he looks back towards Michael, he catches the the shift of Claudia's hand as she's slipping into this alcove. Michael, is Deirdre all right? Uh, sorry, I, I forgot that I was Michael for a second. Right. Uh, uh, yes, I left Claudia with her. They, she was calmed down and should be hopefully quiet throughout the rest of the evening. Claudia's been spending a lot of time with that stable boy, hasn't she? He is the only one here around her age, and she does enjoy her animals. And yes, now that you mention it, he did come to me when dinner was finished uh, about the weather. With the snow getting up, they wanted to help the animals blankets and, and the like, and took Claudia with him to, to visit the barn. Hmm. It seems to be that if anyone had any motive for a murder most foul, it would be someone who would stand to lose much more than simply land or money. But perhaps the person that they wish to run away with that they were spending too much time with. You're insinuating that it was the boy Wesley? It could very well be. Once again, your baseless accusations. Striking another one of your innocent family members. Tell him it's a lie. He looks at Claudia. Uh, Claudia, you got anything to say about this? Well, I was trying to sneak off in the room. I want to roll into like the walls. Um, should I roll to see if I can hear all this nonsense that he is talking about oh, now? I am 
I am more than happy for you to just hear all of this nonsense. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to say anything, but I got to fucking defend Wesley. Um can I can I do a spot hidden real quick in my little wall just to see if I was entering it if there was anything, you know, that was out of place that's like not normally in here before I kick the wall back open and start hollering. <laughs> sure. You can uh, go ahead and roll. Sorry, I had, the first one didn't took for a while. Yeah, but yes, the first one. Uh, with a 32 over 30, that is currently a fail. You're welcome to spend some luck to push that into a success if there is anything here. Yeah, I want to push it because I know this space really well. I've been running these since I was a kid. Sure. Um, the only thing that's a little out of place is one of the uh, the back panels, like the walls that matches up with the the wall on the other side, looks as though um, it's just kind of like dented in a little bit, as though somebody had crashed into the the outside in uh, in the main room, and it just kind of like thudded into this. So there was a a pretty crazy, not a crazy fight, but there's a pretty uh, intense fight out there. You can you can guess, but it doesn't look like anybody did anything back in this sort of hidden area. Well, I'm going to try and sneak through and exit in the next room and come around and make it enter through the door. Sure. So maybe that last little peek out is what uh, Emmanuel saw. And then you can hear Cecil calling you out, basically, as you approach the uh, the main entrance into the library. Or, I'm sorry, the main entrance into the study. That's not true. We were together the whole time. And I'm just crying again. Yeah, there's a dead body on the floor. Staring at you. Horrible. Open, lifeless eyes. The uh, the rest of the room is kind of a mess now that you're seeing it from the inside. The books on the floor, the stuff that you can you can see where the books that were on the opposite side of where that like that dent on the wall on the inside was, like all of those books have fallen out. Uh, it's probably where the fight started. My Wesley could never do this. And I don't know why you would even say that, Uncle. There was that short amount of time that Wesley was separated from you when you ran off to uh, answer the, the scream of your mother. Means nothing. I know him better than anyone in the whole world, and Wesley would never do this. He's been and where is Wesley friend. now? If he's if you've been together the whole time, where is the boy now? Hmm. He was. I left him in the kitchen. Um, I assume he was going to assist his mother. I had to help mine. She was screaming. Wesley was part of the giant group of NPCs that arrived at the the bedroom upstairs, but has yes. But been. where is he now? Oh, it's not. It's it's not what I know. It's it's what you can prove, right? And if I can prove it's not any of us, and I can pin it on the kid, well, 
I mean, the group of you could band together, kill the Reverend, bury the evidence, and then, you know. Look, I was getting to that point, but it takes some time to make it seem desperate. Now you've given up the surprise to think of something else. God. I mean, I could consider going in and editing it so you can still do that, but I probably won't. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Emmanuel is going to pound his fist on the desk. Claudia, calm down. Where is he right now? I assume in assisting his mother. I'll go check. I turn on my heel and storm towards the kitchen. Reverend, could you go with her? I don't want her to be alone in the darkness. Uh, The Reverend looks to, for a moment, as like, uh, why me? Um, How, let's say, forceful is uh, Emmanuel being in this situation? Is he like intimidating him or is he like yeah that's a that's a success on the intimidation 54 or 55 and then uh yeah no the reverend will be, yes um of course and he will leave the room with claudia leaving cecil emmanuel michael and edith in the room to get up to whatever they're about to get up to emmanuel will clear his throat He's got both of his fists on the desk now. He's leaning on his knuckles. Yeah, what you do with the gun if both of your fists are on the desk? That gun is up against his leg right now, leaning against the desk. Just, you know, important mm-hmm. things to keep track of when there's a murderer on the loose. Absolutely. Suffice it to say, a grandfather has been murdered. We all stand to gain from this. Are we truly interested in finding justice? Or are we going to take what is rightfully ours and go about our business? He will look at Nero's eyes and stare at him suspiciously. Emmanuel's going to stare back. Do you really believe that you're going to be able to support your mother with nothing from this estate? Your care rings. Oh, what's the word? Hollow. Hollow as it may be, and as little as I don't like you. I very much doubt we're going to find the murderer in the darkness at each other's throats. Now, despite the double negative, it's an apt point. Simply put, Edith, you can have the funds to go and do whatever you wish. Make something of yourself separate of the church or of us. Cecil, you will have the funds and the ability to care for your mother and continue in the life to which you have become accustomed. And he'll look behind him at Michael. And you will be able to care for your wife and your child. He just stands up a little straighter, straightens his shoulders out. I am the executor of this will. The reverend and the church have already lost. There is no notarization on it. There is nothing there for the church. What's done is done. And if the reverend is to raise his voice against it, Emmanuel straightens up, fixes his, his suit jacket. <clears throat> the estate grounds are large, and the snow is very deep. Cecil's eyes shift over to the reverend. It was not there. The reverend has oh, left. Sorry. Shit. 
He is gone with Claudia. That's right. He went too fast, that bitch. He's still seeing the reverend. So it's it's just, yeah, it's so drunk. Yeah, the the specter. He uh, so just just to double check, it's it's uh, Emmanuel, Edith, Cecil, and 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 Michael, brother Michael, Michael, brother Michael, yes. And his eyes will shift around to all the, the other three and see what their faces portend. Emmanuel's face is stone. He's a military man. He's done this before. Well, first, he looks over at Michael. I mean, I could ask for a psychology role, but I know nobody has psychology. I mean, you can roll it anyway. I'll give you stuff even without it because nobody has it. Uh, what'd you get? 24. I mean, if you want, you can you can spend 14 points of luck to drop that down, too. I would uh, like to spend 14 points of luck. Sure. Let's Emmanuel go has succeeded with a 25 under 30, because he does have psychology. That's so uh, who, who do you want to psychology, Emmanuel? Um, hmm. I think I will psychology Cecil. Festival psychology, Edith Ann. So exciting. God. Edith Ann is going to be like these fucking people. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we got Edith. Do you want to psychology anybody in this tense situation of. I rolled. I failed. I won't psychology anybody. Oh. This, this, this Northeastern standoff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically that's what it is. This ain't none of Edith's business. <laughs> no, no, it is is not in a couple of ways, I guess. Cool. Um, I mean, you guys are capable people. You you tell me what you think happens that each other picks up from the various psychology ink. Uh, Cecil's demeanor uh, instantly recognizable to Emmanuel, probably to his. Satisfaction that Cecil can is is losing the high ground. He he's he's showing a thawing of his frost to the idea. No, but I mean, I mean we can't get away with it, could we? That kind of vibe. It's he's he's coming around, but a little too cowardly to say so. So he looks over at Edith Ann to see if she'll take the heat for being the first to agree, or if she'll deny it and he should then side with her and claim the moral high ground. He of course always maintained. Will Edith Ann look as though she thinks this plan is a good idea? Edith Ann will consider the words uh, that Emmanuel said, knowing the implication. And uh, she'll look at both of them. I don't think your father, your grandfather, would want you to do such a thing. It is a sin to kill. It is hard to live with when you have done that you are to honor thy father that is what the bible teaches i don't think the reverend would make any trouble and even if he were who are people going to listen to looking at emmanuel you or him meaning the reverend emmanuel would nod once that's true But in the case of murder, if one of us were found guilty, the estate would become suspect. 
And you can probably assume that whoever the murderer was would not get whatever was promised to them in the will, and that would probably get broken up amongst the rest of you. I mean, I'm not a law student, Edith Ann, but it's an unsigned will. I mean, technically we should follow the procedure. You know, a person can have a flight of fancy or uh, a one-off emotion. Maybe he was under the influence of something, and we don't know. That's why we have uh, uh, procedures and rules. They have to be followed appropriately. This 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 will represents what what Father wanted when he was of right mind and body and sat down to plan out this important life event. I mean, some emotional escapade doesn't change that. So you want to honor the Commodore's dying wish and give all your money to the church? I want to honor my father's last last wish that he had when he was a full mind and body, which is when his original will was signed. The one that gave his wealth to his family. Yes, he got mad families fight. But but this, you know, that's why it's hard to change these things. That's why there's a procedure. This didn't just happen. It's a specific rule. If he wanted to actually do it, he could have signed it and 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 done off with the new will what he wished. But he didn't. Or have it he signed it, but he didn't have it notarized. Is father without access to notaries? No, of course he's not without access to notaries. He could have one come here at any time. Well there you go. Just another one of his his, his, his some, some histrionic fit. Some little petulant bit of anger to hold over all of our heads. Not a real actual plan. Because all of us, in some way, have offended him. Or he was perceived that we offended him. Exactly. Emmanuel is going to cross over to where the safe is, and he is going to remove one of the billfolds of cash. He'll rifle through it really quick, nod, come back over, set it on the desk, and then turn it to face to Edith Ann. He won't say anything. He'll just look. She'll look at it. What is this? Your portion of the inheritance. I can wait until the will reading itself. He shakes his head. Once the police get involved, this estate will be locked up for months, perhaps years. Until they finally throw up their hands and say there's nothing that can be done. The investigation will stall. Are you willing to be alone in a convent for that long, knowing what you have available to you now? So much convenience. I know. I how had does, to put the money on the table. How does one sort this? Cecil, sensing your hesitation, puts a, uh, a knowing smirk on his face. Well, of course, brother, you know, she doesn't need that. She'd have her principles to keep her warm. Manuel just watches. As Michael turns to this, to stand beside Emmanuel in this moment, also watching, we'll pick it up next time. Hey! <laughs> I feel On, this is some kind of trap. I mean... They are 100% bribing you to 
to get well, in on their conspiracy to murder well, it. They're going to try to pin it on me. I know what they're going to do. They didn't like, they don't like me anyway. They don't even want, I'm just the disposable relative. They're going to pin it on me. And then take your money back. And then take my money back. <laughs> well, uh, nobody say who did it, but do people have suspicions on who did it? Yeah. Okay. Does anybody else have suspicions on who did it? Uh, yeah. I have a suspicion. Oh, I would love for you guys to DM me the suspicions so that this way I can collect them and I will just have them so that whoever gets it right at the end can uh, claim bragging rights. You've met us. You know we're gonna brag no matter what happens, right? <laughs> right, but no, but like being correct is is better for bragging. It is. All right, I'm gonna get rid of the boys. Thank you guys for tonight. We'll finish out. Uh, I I guess whether or not the uh the family comes together to plot a second murder. Oh my god. <laughs> Because there's already been one. But, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's a holiday. Doing things with your family is important. Look, it's not a good Christmas until you got two, three dead bodies in the house. <laughs> right. I, I find the answers that I've gotten very interesting. Uh, Oz is not yet. Message. No. Uh, Does he have, did he say he had suspicions? I, I did say I had suspicions. suspicions. Oh well, then DM. Yeah. Oh my God! Why is oh everybody so excited God. about what I it's, say? It's wow. basically me that's excited. Say. We want right. everybody to have a guess so we can know who was right, and we just are hoping you'll be wrong. I mean, I'm basically how things go. We always look. Wrong. I've got like a one in six about being right, so. You tend to investigation stuff in games. You tend to always figure it out way ahead of me, at least by miles. So, I mean, no. What what actually happens is that I throw out a huge ration of shit, and some of it <laughs> sticks to the wall, and then I point and say, "Ha!" ha I knew it all along. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep seeing that uh, gif of that rhino pooping against the wall in the zoo enclosure. <laughs> When you say throwing shit against the wall. <laughs> okay. All right, there. I sent my thing. I don't actually have a suspicion, but I'm just throwing uh, something out there. Fibber. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, in that case, good night, everybody. Now that I have my <laughs> my schemings. Scheming. <laughs> I said I'll nerd you, but scheming. scheming. I don't know why they have a lisp in this particular impersonation. That's the thing. It's like if I logic this out, then you know most of it doesn't make sense because I, I <laughs> Jupe's always the one who's betraying, so it can't be Jupe. No, no, you're you're overthinking it. You're Glass o- onion. Glass <laughs> onion. I'm Glass overthinking. Onion. Okay, so it's Cecil did it. In, in the words, no. In the words of Marion Barry, bitch set me up. What? Guilty, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
have no idea. I don't know. Emmanuel's the one that's the big, violent, rage-filled one. He's already punched exactly. in the face. I have Brett's built this gun. fucking character. The I've absolutely built man. this character to be suspect number one in yeah. this murder. The place is a mess. It looks like a lot of anger. He has He's a lot of anger. He's to kill a clergyman. And now he wants to murder someone else. I the snow is deep. Hate in nope. his heart, man. You right. know how hard it is to dig a hole when the ground's frozen? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He has people do it for him. People do that for him. Wesley. Wesley will be out there doing it. Old Joe. Old Joe will do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, my no. goodness. We know old Joe didn't do it. He, he would have done it in the, in, the, in the spring when the ground was soft. Because <laughs> he knew it would fall to him to bury him. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to get rid of the boys. We'll schedule the presumable final recording of this uh, sometime this week. Okay. Excellent. Sweet.